Hello everyone and welcome to the Teacher Parent Garden Club podcast. My name is Lee Connolly, the Skinny Jean Gardener. I'm your host, your guide, your compare to this podcast. But before I start, I must say that if you're like me, um, some of you will be looking forward to the end of the six weeks holiday. Six weeks! Some of you won't be, and we know out of the parents and the teachers that listen to this podcast, which will be which. Uh, But come September is a whole new term where you can get your children gardening. That's right, if you're a parent, you can get your primary school children gardening. If you're a teacher, your class could be gardening from September, and there's no better time to get involved with School Garden Success. School Garden Success provides all of the equipment all of the lesson plans, that's three lesson plans every single month. They're really simple, really easy, and guide you through the gardening journey. And the most important thing is we have a team ready to go to support you, the teacher. That's right, because we believe that that is the most important thing that is being missed from many of the garden organisations already out there. Yeah, that's right. I said it. We're here to support you. So if you want to get involved, there's no better time because it is 499 right now. Until the end of September, it's 499. Once you're part of it, you're part of the school gun success plan forever. That's right, we support you, which means it's only 499. Come the end of September, it's going up to 599. So there's no better time to get involved, start your term on the right road. Come join the club if you wanna. What well, I can't remember what that was now. Chocolate, uh, chocolate, going our club. Uh, I got, I got a, a little bit um, sidetracked. Come get involved in. It's almost the end of six weeks. Come on, we can do it. Come get involved with School Gun Success. Find out what it's about at schoolgunsuccess.co.uk. That's schoolgunsuccess.co.uk. Let's get on with this podcast. How are we doing, everyone? I hope you are all well. Uh, I hope you're getting through the six weeks holiday just as well as uh, as I am. We're almost there, everyone. High fives all round. Teachers, I, I've already noticed you're already starting to prep for the new term, which, well done you. It's like the holidays didn't happen, isn't it? Uh, but we respect you. We love you, most of us. Uh, and uh, we promise to support you as much as we can as parents, also as school going to but as parents as well, because I feel like we could do a lot more of that, parents uh, that are listening. Uh, support the teachers. They don't have an easy job. We need to, they're looking after our children. They're teaching our children. They're, you know, we need to be there. Let's not go into a rant today, but we need to be there for them. So let's support those teachers in the new term. Uh, right, today on the podcast, now we do these little bite-sized podcast which i absolutely love and we've got so many new listeners uh popping up over the past year especially since we changed it to teacher parent garden club thanks so much for joining us thanks for joining the club uh, we have done uh almost this is this is crazy almost 500 episodes everybody 500 episodes of this podcast it's been through uh from 
literally the weekend tea break where it first started from its roots, everybody. Then it went to the Skinny Jean Gardener podcast. Now it's the beautiful teacher parent garden club. And do you know what? Usually on this podcast, we have loads of children garden advice. And at the moment, we're in the midst of the 2022 six weeks holiday. I thought, let's just take a little, let's take a breather from that, right? Because to, for two reasons. One, you know, this could be like a little tea break for you, right? If you're a teacher, maybe you're planning, getting ready for the new term. Maybe you're a parent. Somehow, magically, you've managed to have a cup of tea break and the kids are playing with the toys that have been sitting there for ages and they've not touched, but they're bored. We get it. Uh, maybe just have a little break. I thought what I'd do is, because a lot of the older podcasts are being taken off, because we only have 300, 300 episodes allowed to be on the on the actual uh, Spotify system or the Apple system. Uh, so we, we're losing past podcasts. So what I thought I would do is, for the next couple of weeks, before we get into the new term, before the podcast starts kicking off again, because this is sort of a little holiday for us all, um, I'd put some old episodes out. And this one, as you've read from the title, is the Monty Don episode. Now, I know, right, we had Monty Don on this podcast, I think, and I'm going to claim it, we were the first podcast to ever have Monty Don on. This was back in 2019, everybody. So some of you may not have been listening back then. We've done so many episodes since then, I don't expect you to fly back through all four, five hundred of them. Uh, But I thought for the next couple of weeks, before we start up again properly in September, um with some new fun content, I thought that I would put some of these podcasts out to uh, for you to listen to and have a little break with and have a little tea break. So uh, this is the Monty Don interview 2019. Uh, I met Monty backstage at uh, Gardener's World. I was doing some shows for Gardener's World at the time, Gardener's World Live in Birmingham. And uh, my good friend, uh, Mr. James Alexander Sinclair, was sat with him. And I really wanted to, I was so nervous to ask him, right? And it's built up from such a long time. I've done songs for him, I've done adverts, I've done messages to him. And then uh, I asked James to ask him for me. And I sort of swooped in and go, oh, do you mind? And he goes, yeah, sure. I was like, what? What? He said, yeah, I'll do it. I couldn't believe it, everybody. Uh, We sat down, we had this interview, and I've never seen him since. But, that's the Monty Don way, everyone. Uh, but, I, I felt really privileged uh, to be able to chat to him on the podcast and for him to come to my podcast um, at such an early stage of its uh, life that, uh, yeah, I really thought that... Um, I, I'd still talk about it today, do you know what I mean? So, you know, memories, everybody. Uh, and that's a memory that I want to share with you today on the podcast. So, uh, here, everyone, is the interview that I did with Mr. Monty Don... MBE now, isn't he? MBE. Um, so please enjoy. Um, firstly, thanks for agreeing to come on the podcast. That's fine. Because, That's uh, good. It's been like a campaign on my podcast to like, try and get you on for ages. Well, because I. I mean, I do do social media, but I tend not to read it very much. Yeah. Um, and it means that I haven't seen any of that. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't received any messages or seen it. Uh, what it is is most people use their phones for social media, yeah. and I don't. 
Oh, okay. Uh, I'm old school, so that I use my phone as a phone and sort of take the old picture and things, but I use my desktop. So the only time I ever look at Twitter or anything like that is when I'm at my desk yeah. and I'm doing other things. That's, so, probably good, that's probably the best way of doing it, because I'm always on my phone, that's why. <laughs> yeah. Well, you see, I have to put my glasses on to see my phone, and it's a bore, I have to get my glasses. And if I'm outside, I've got dirty hands and fingers. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, and on, also, I'm of a generation where a mobile phone was something that you used when you were out and about. Yeah. It wasn't your main phone, it was a landline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in fact, when I grew up, uh, there was one phone in the house and it was in the hall and I had to ask permission to use it and everybody could hear everything there was no such thing as a private phone conversation right. you know it was it was a very different thing okay well we've got that out of the way so good. Sorry, good, sorry good. That. Um, so one of the things I wanted to ask you is how did you because when so as a business you used to be a jeweler yeah um, how did you go from that to being into the, like, the gardening? Well, I always gardened. I've always gardened since I was a boy. Um, and I didn't particularly enjoy it, although I did a lot of it because I had to. We had a big garden. And my parents, I had press ganged us all. I mean, my, I've got two brothers and we, we, all of us had to do it. I wasn't particularly singled out. It no. was just something we absolutely had to do. And that, it progressed. I mean, it was mainly things like mowing the lawn and, and clipping the edges and that sort of stuff. But there was also a certain amount of, you know, if we worked on the herbaceous border, I grew a lot of vegetables and I enjoyed that. So by the time I was about 17, 18, um, I was starting to work in other people's gardens because I could do it. I knew how to do it. Uh, but it, because it was something I grew up with, I never thought of it as anything special. I mean, it, it, you know, it, it, I knew how to do it in the same way as I could make my bed or do the washing up it, yeah. it just really didn't seem special and then when I was at university I helped pay my way by going to work in gardens uh, but I never saw it as my main job right, okay. it was something that I did privately and was able to earn a bit of money doing yeah. uh, and I also worked on farms and I worked on building sites so it was all in that category and to be honest my parents wanted they wanted me to be an architect you know or, or a lawyer they certainly would have been horrified if I had said I was going to be a gardener. You know, they would have seen it as, as, as a waste of an education, which is a real shame, but, but there they are. Yeah. I mean, that, you know, in some ways, I wish I had studied gardening and done it. Um, and then when I met Sarah, we both had a shared love of gardening. So when we set up home together in 1979, we, we, we made a garden. And that was our pride and joy, even though we were running a jewellery business. And so that's what we did at evenings and weekends. Okay. So in the early 80s, I would be sort of working with Boy George and Annie Lennox and, and Michael Jackson and, and all these people, and then going home and gardening. Right. Uh, and it was, of course, no one else was doing that. It, it was, so it wasn't really something I shared with other people. It was enough. I did it with Sarah, and we had a nice garden, and we loved it. And it was our, in the same, but I treated it in the same way as we liked shopping for food and cooking. Yeah. It was the same, it was part of our lives rather than our jobs. And then one day, Elle magazine, this is a very long answer I'm afraid, but there, uh, <laughs> Elle magazine came round to do a lifestyle feature because we were groovy young jewellery designers, you know, we were, we were moderately well known. And on our house, and they looked out the window and said, God, that garden's nice. Where did that happen? How did that come about? And I said, well, we did it, I did it. So they took a big picture of the garden and it was in Elle magazine. And 
the press picked up on it and then I remember the Evening Standard came and did an article and the Daily Express and the Daily Mail and the Telegraph and all these people came to our garden because there were no 20-somethings back in the 80s gardening. It was really unusual. It was a news story that that was happening. And then I got asked to write about other people's gardens, which I did and I enjoyed doing. And then I got rung up by this morning with Rich and Judy said, would I come and do a screen test uh, to do gardening? Because I was young and I was sort of, they were reading about me in the papers, gardening, and they wanted someone different. I didn't, you know... You were the, like the cool, yeah, cool kid. Yeah, yeah. And um, so I did it, and obviously I was good enough to do it again, and, and that's how it all began. Right, okay. So it was a private passion that became my job. Did, did you ever want to get into TV beforehand? No, 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 I never thought about it. At school, I liked acting, and I liked drama, yeah. um, but about the age of 16, I realised I was no good at it, okay. I gave it up, I, gave, I completely gave it up at 16. But you had the confidence to... Well, I liked being on stage, I liked performing, so that, that gave me some confidence, and immediately I liked doing television. I mean, from day one, I actually enjoyed the process, yeah. and was interested in it. And I always say to anybody who wants to go into television, it's not about you, it's about everything else that's going on. Yeah. You know, what camera they're using, what the lenses are, what the sound record is, how does it work? Yeah. Um, why is a director doing it like that? How do they edit it? Uh, so in other words, you're, you're just a cog in the machine. And that makes it much more interesting. Yeah. And how is it? Because obviously, this sounds a bit like, uh, like I'm trying to give you a big edge, but you're like, basically like a top person mm. in gardening. Like I, get, I always mm. give the example that before you really mentioned about plastic pots, people mm. weren't really thinking about them. And then you mentioned on Garden World, and then all of a sudden it seems to be big news. Like, how does that how does that feel to be that person that everyone sort of well hangs on each word? It's what it's what garden centres people call the Monty effect. I yeah. mentioned something, and then everybody wants to buy. There are a number of things going on there. First of all, I'm a married man with a family, and anybody who's got family is no hero at home, you know, it, yeah. it, it, it's, I'm just the same person I always was. Secondly, I never think about that. And if I did, it would be dangerous. Yeah. It would be irresponsible. I, I do what I believe to be the right thing. I mention plants because I like them. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's it. Yeah. I have no financial kickback. I, legally, I can't. With the BBC, you can't do it. But I don't. I don't on Instagram or anything like that. I never take money. I, I never take gifts. I, you know, I just do that. And that gives me freedom. Yeah. I can do what I like because I don't have to be answerable to anybody. I never... And if... And occasionally, you know, I mention a plant and people will say, but nobody could buy it. I thought, I don't care. That's, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not doing it so other people can die. I'm doing it because I think it's lovely. Yeah, yeah. And maybe in... It may, maybe it will make nursery people grow more so in two years time people can buy it yeah but so that's that's the other thing and then finally you know being top dog listen it's I've been doing this for 30 years uh, there were long I've done an awful lot there's long periods of time you know when I was starting out Jeff Hamilton was number one and Alan Tishmarsh has been there and not so that you know Alan still is really good and great and I work with fabulous people like Carol and Joe and Rachel they've been doing it a long time yeah. they're really good so it's not competitive we, no. none of us are competing against each other and that's the good thing about gardening is we genuinely like each other and genuinely get along yeah. and we love gardening yeah. uh, having said that I had an agent years ago 
He said, Monty, he said, you're getting quite good at this telly. He said, I can get you lots of work. He said, but give up gardening. It's a mugs game. He said, you'll never make any money out of gardening. <laughs> and I said, well, I can't. That's what I do. And he's right in a sense, is that if you want to get rich, don't go to gardening. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if, if you're the, it's n- nobody goes into gardening for the money. No, yeah. You've got to love it. You really have. If you don't love it, get out. I'm listening to the Monty Dine interview. I'm listening to the Monty Dine interview. I hope you're listening. I hope you're listening. I hope you're listening to it too. I'm listening to the Monty Dine interview. We're halfway through. Doing okay, isn't it? I think so, dudes. I'm listening to the Monty Dot interview. Gonna subscribe. Oh, yeah, it's true. I'm listening to the Monty Dot interview. Lee Connolly. What a cool guy to do. Oh, I'm listening to the Mighty Dot interview. I hope you're listening to I'm listening to the Mighty Dot interview. And I hope you're listening to what I follow. You've, you've took it. Um, like, you're not um, like gardening educated. Is, is it a no, I, I am an amateur. Yeah. And I've always said that. I mean, as I explained to you, I did it as a child. I did it in my 20s really passionately. I mean, really seriously. I mean, all my spare time. And I used to take a holiday every year to go, just to visit gardens. Oh, well. So Sarah and I used to take two weeks off, go to one part of the country, and visit all the gardens within about two hours' reach. Yeah. Uh, and in those days, it was mainly National Trust gardens because those are the ones that were open. Uh, but we'd explore the country, so we'd go to East Anglia, or we'd go to Devon, or we'd go to Scotland, or somewhere like that. And I, but it was all based around visiting gardens. Right. And I still do, wherever I go, I try and visit gardens. So it was a complete obsession. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I have over 3,000 gardening books, and I have a good I'm, brain. 3,000. Wow. Uh, <laughs> you know, which I read. I have good degrees, so I know how to study. Yeah, you know, yeah. and so. I'm a geek. I'm a gardening geek. No, I mean I've got English degrees. I've been. I went to Cambridge, and I've I've done. You know, I've got um, master's degrees and and, and all that sort of thing. But uh, the point being is that my life is a perpetual study. Yeah. I never stop studying. Um, I am constantly researching and reading. And then the other aspect of my gardening life that I love is I, for the last sort of 12, 15 years. I've been doing series of gardens around the world. So whether they be in Italy or France or Japan or America or or, or wherever. And so I've always got research going on for that. Uh, At the moment it's American gardens. So I love the history of gardening uh, as well. So it's my life. Yeah. Outside of, because it's like your your passion is your job. It's obviously your passion is your job. Outside of that, what else do you... Well, remarkably little, really. I mean, people will be horrified at how much my life revolves around my work. Um, So, as Sarah always says, I'm an overworked workaholic. Uh, So, when I have free time, I garden. Um, I have a farm, a small farm, which I love, and we've had for the last 15 years. 
which my son runs, but we, I spend as much time on that as possible. And that's got woods and streams and, I mean, I'm making it sound grander than it is. It's quite small, but it's, it's, it's lovely. Yeah, it's absolutely yeah. lovely. Uh, and I really enjoy that. But it's a form of gardening because it's all about, you know, I'm, I'm planting trees and I'm, I'm doing all that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I walk the dogs. I read. Um, and that's it, really. Yeah. Um, I mean, I work sort of six, seven days a week uh, from when I get up to when I go to bed. Do you feel a lot of pressure, like, because obviously, like, I'm, I'm getting you now for a podcast, but then you're going to be, like, dragged off somewhere else. And then you'll be here, there, everywhere. Well, is that a lot, a lot? Like everyone wanting... Yes, yes. It would, it would be untrue. It can become a pressure. And in a way, that's why I value my privacy a lot at home. Yeah. Um, but when the doors close, Longmeadow is just my garden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and as I say, I have the farm which I go to and I never would film in and I never never had a journalist there or anything like that that's yeah, good. Have, like, quite areas in which no we have we have uh, two bits of the garden that we never film and we, we never go to so uh, and that's important yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it is important and yes I do f- the time when I it becomes a pain is when I'm with my family and then people come up and want a selfie or something yeah and what people don't realize is that for them it's the only time they take a picture of me and maybe they've only ever done it three times before in their lives and they're very nice people and they ask very politely but they don't realize that this is the 400th time this week you know or today um and that you're just trying to be and it's an intrusion yeah yeah. and once an intrusion is made it can't be unmade you know it's rather like if you're watching something on telly and someone comes in and starts to chat to you yeah it doesn't matter how nice they are that you're, you're doing something else yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah there is an element of that but no one made me go on television no, you know it's, yeah. I do get paid yeah, yeah, uh, so can't have it both ways no, if no. you want to be private don't go on television talking about my impressions I've just been told you've only got like a minute left right okay we're running out of time okay. um, just on the Cardinals World thing is, and this is like a question that I, the people always ask and I'm sure you hear it a lot as well is when are you going to retire? I've never thought about it. Um, I'm 64 in two weeks' time. I'm very fit. And, well, I say very fit. I feel fit and able. Um, I will never retire as such. At least I have no plans. Unless I win the lottery or something, I'd have to keep working because you know, I need to earn a living. Um, I might wind down a bit. That would be nice. Uh, I have no plans to do any of that. I hope, I'm negotiating with the BBC at the moment, I hope to carry on doing Gardener's World for a few more years yet at Longmeadow. My time will come, and there are great people coming up, um, and good luck to them. You know, I mean, I I don't, this isn't, it's not my job, it's a job that I'm occupying at the moment, and it will carry on. And when it's over, I'll just have more time to garden. Yeah. But but I plan to keep doing it for a few more years yet. Good. <laughs> Thank you so honestly. I've, oh. I have so many more questions, but I know you're like. Well, I, I've got, I have to go now. I'm sorry. So much, but maybe we can do this again sometime. Yeah.
There we go, everyone. Mr. Monty Don. How about that? What an absolute privilege it was to chat to uh, him. I'd love to get him on the podcast again. I don't think he's massively, although he has got grandchildren now. Maybe I'll send an email. Shall I send an email out to him? Maybe I'll send an email. I don't know if he reads his emails, but he's got grandchildren now. I wonder if he does much gardening. He, I've never, he's never really into kids gardening. I don't know. But maybe he is now. This was a few years ago, weren't it? We're in 2020. That's three, three years ago. Maybe he's in the kids' gardening. I'm going to do it now. I'm going to write it on my list. Email Monty. I'm sure he'll get back to me. Email Monty. Hey, Monty, if you listen to this, I'm sure you've got time. How about it? Do you fancy coming on the podcast again? Who knows? We'll see what happens. I'll, I'll see what I can do, everyone. Literally, as soon as I get off this microphone, I'm emailing him. All right? He's on the list of things to do today. Uh, but yeah, thanks, Monty, for all those years ago for uh, kicking it off. And thanks for you for listening. I really do appreciate it. Uh, remember, School Gun Success Plan, get involved right now. There's no better time if you're a teacher or parent. DM me, message me, email me, lee at skinnygingarner.co.uk or email the team at schools at skinnygingarner.co.uk. All the information is in the episode notes. Uh, if you want to get involved, if, you, if you've got a question then get involved and ask the team we really will get back to you answer those questions to get you involved and get your class gardening this year uh that's it for this week another little bite size next week coming up with a past episode from a gardening friend uh, but like i say in september i've got a really nice little idea of what i want to do with the podcast just um Bring it back to some of its roots of what it used to be like weekend tea break wise, but also keep that children's garden and school theme going because I know that a lot of you really appreciate that and it is uh, helpful to a lot of you. So uh, there we go. Thanks for listening, everyone. Much love and uh, I'll speak to you very soon. Bye.